Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harping on Rugby podcast, the Leinster in Ireland fan site in audio form. Before we get to today's subject matter, I'd just like to mention that the day we're publishing this pod, August 21st, is actually the 13th birthday for the website harpinonrugby.net. Our first ever post was simply a copy-paste of an RTE report for Leinster's pre-season trip to Padova in Italy ahead of the momentous Heineken Cup slash Grand Slam campaign of 2008-2009. Hopefully you'll agree our content has become a little more original since then. Anyway, thanks to all who have sponsored, contributed, commented, shared, liked, and consumed our offerings over the years. So this is the second in our series of preseason pods where we have a look at Leinster's options in the various positions for the 21-22 season. One of our contributors is making his harp and debut as we turn the spotlight on the back three and the second row. So without any further ado, here's how we get on. Joining me now to discuss Leinster's back three options for the 21-22 season is someone making his debut as a Harpen contributor this week. Although with a Twitter handle at Leinster Royalty, he has been sharing his knowledgeable egg-chasing opinions for many years now. Welcome to the pod, Mr. Tom Coleman. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. No problem uh, at all. Great delighted to, be, uh, to join you pre-season, to have Indeed. a chat about uh, Leinster and how we're going to get on this year. Indeed. Uh, well, for, before we get into it, since it's your first uh, time, just tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into following Leinster. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm a Mead Leinster fan, hence the handle, the Royal County Leinster Royalty. Uh, following Leinster a long time, I probably over twenty years going to Donnybrook and the RDS, uh, sort of bringing the country vibe up to the RDS. Uh, obviously, working in Dublin for a long time, so the Friday nights in Donnybrook have a pint, meet your mates. That's where the bug was got, and uh, it sort of stuck ever since, and probably got worse. According to my wife, what's this? That pints at rugby matches? Can do they do that? Is that a thing? I I've seen something, it. Something tells me. I've seen it on. I've seen it on TG Carr's gold. I think it was. It was a thing. <laughs> I know. I know. Back in the old days. Oh, please, please, God, we'll be getting to that sooner, sooner rather than later. Um, but what we brought you on tonight, anyway, to talk about is um, the Leinster's uh, back three options, which have always been a well. I mean, pretty much every unit we've done, we've been kind of well, well stocked, but. Uh, Back three in particular, there, there, there's loads of good options there. So I thought that probably the best way to do it would be to just uh, get down through the list of the players we have and um, see how we think they're set up. And we'll go and uh, you probably won't thank me for going in order of age, but we can start with Mr. David Carney and uh, work our way from there. What do you see? What do you see uh, from Dave this season? Well, I suppose first of all, I'd like to say it's, it's it'll be good to have a forwards as an ex forwards perspective on the backs. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Dave is so integral to us. I, you know, just looking at some of the stats last year, he played 18 or 19 times on the left wing for Leinster. You know, he's nearly the first name on the team sheet. Uh, he's, and he's robust. I know he had an injury uh, before, a couple of years back, but he, he just was there week in, week out for us. Uh, in Europe, he was unlucky maybe to miss out on one of the finals or the big match, I think, against La Rochelle. Uh, he would be a fan's favourite. Uh, but more than that, he just is there week in, week out, scoring tries. Uh, and, you know, you, a guy that plays 18 or 19 times throughout the season, you know, you just can't, with his experience as well, you just can't. There's no mm-hmm. question about that for me. Yeah, he's just his work rate. He's, 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 and he's, he's, he's delighted to see him get a new two year extension, I think, there. Um, you know, so we'll definitely need him going forward. He, yeah, the ball gets to him and, um, I mean, it, he, 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 you, you know you're going to get, you know, there's no question of losing possession. There's no question of he's always in the right place, the right time, makes his tackles, doesn't get bundled into touch, all that kind of stuff. He just, his, his, his game has just come in leaps and bounds. He's come back from the injury. He just keeps getting better. 
Yeah, clever footwork, as you say. He, he he rarely gets caught or bundled out over the line. He'll always step in. He'll go back towards the heavy forwards. You know, he just has the smarts. And uh, coming on to our second player, which is James Lowe, mm-hmm. uh, who's also left wing. He obviously had a lot of injuries last year. Hence, Dave played so many games. Um, if if James just gets a run of games, he's a real confidence guy. Uh, as we've seen, the upside with Leinster when he's in blue and maybe the, a little hint of the downside when he was in green. Um, but I think he's fully confident of his surroundings in Leinster. Um, he's really hungry for the ball. Like You can see him on a set move. He wants it. He's lining up the opposition winger going, I'm going to beat you on the outside. So he's got the confidence. And if he can get you know over that injury that he had, um, it'll allow Dave play some games on the, the right wing where we have a little bit of a question mark out of all of the battery. I think Dave and James really cover that left wing you know we're well sorted between the two, um, but but having a, having a run of games from James Lowe uh, will allow us to play Dave a little bit more on the right if need be. Mm. It's something he did prior to James's injury. Um, and because lot. because they play different kind of styles, um, mm. Dave Carney would be more the 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 cut in kind of uh, winger, whereas uh, James would be more direct. Um, do you do you see it kind of uh, Leinster kind of using that sort of horses for courses kind of thing, or do you think yeah. we would need one more than the other? No, I think it's you're right. You've summed it up there. I think it's a horses for courses. I think we've seen a little bit more of Contepomi's stamp on the, how the backs played last year. Um, more so than the year before, where I still think he was finding his feet. Um, so the wingers are getting a bit more involved. Um, you know, it sort of developed from Joe Smith's time, where they were mainly used as recycling. You, you, they rarely score tries on the wing for Leinster. But that's changed, you can see, in the last 12 to 18 months, where our wingers are scoring a lot of tries and they're brought into the game differently. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, if, if it was a Heineken Cup match tomorrow, they're the two guys I'd be starting with at Montpellier or if we're, wherever we're going to play next. That's they're the two names I'd have just for different reasons. Very good. Okay, and moving on to Adam Byrne. We haven't seen a lot of him recently, but he was definitely showed a lot of potential when he got to senior level. So hopefully he'll get back into the squad soon. Well, yeah, I think it's December 19. It's that mm-hmm. long, you know. It, 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 as long as us, we've been away from the RDS, which is, seems a long time. Mm. It's even longer for Adam. Uh, I think he was involved in that Munster game down in Tormer Park over Christmas in December 19, which we won. And he's just really had one. I think it was a hamstring and then he had a quad that, that went up after that. Um, he am really expecting and hoping as well, just for his sake, uh, that he just has a, an injury-free season. Because I think if we do, he's, I think he's 26, maybe 27 now. Um, he was showing signs before of injuries of, of maturing into a, you know, a lot more cleverer player. Uh, he obviously is an excellent link up with Ross Byrne because I think, <laughs> you know, take your over or under for crossfield kicks to Adam Byrne, yeah. uh, you know, five, six, it's going to be a, a good bit this season. So he just needs to run a game. So certain players in our squad just need to run a game. And I think Adam is top of that list. Uh, we all prayed um, for Dan Levy just to come through the last few games. And I think the start of the season, Adam Byrne as well. And he will have a huge part to play considering three of our back, three of our back three generally keen and, um, James Lowe and Larmer will be missing for, for chunks of it and we've lost Keane Callagher and that right wing spot Adam Byrne could get a lot of miles a lot of runs of games and as I said I alluded to earlier on the way Contipomi and Lancaster have the backs playing he's going to get a good few chances so I can see a big season from Adam 
Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, like you say, hopefully he doesn't, uh, he doesn't succumb to injury. Definitely, definitely needs a run, run of games and he'd be good. If it was a normal September for Leinster, um, like, like the old times, that would be the perfect time, the perfect block of games, but it seems to be going a little bit different now. It looks like we could be playing the Bulls in the first game. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, uh, put the team together for that. Um, so anyway, next on we have Mr. Hugo Keenan, who went from, um, Went from the sevens to just basically our, our the nailed on starter fifteen, both blue and green. It's quite quite a rise. Well, I think it was Ulster last year. Uh, I forget whether it was home or away when when it was his first real game fullback. Uh, you know, we think he's a fullback for a long time, um, mm. but it's not. You know, we 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 Jimmy O'Brien, uh, another player we'll mention. He he probably played seven or eight games at the start of the season at fullback. Um, but Hugo's just turned into, you know. If he had been picked for the Lions, I think a lot of people would have went, you know what, that's not really a surprise. Mm -hmm. That's how far he's come. Um, I think he holds the Bronco record in Leinster. He's just like one of those wild dogs you've seen on the plains of Africa. He will run and run and run. But as much as that now, he's really clever. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just think I just think with him at fullback now, we, we thought, we'd, you know, how are we going to fill Rob's boots uh, but Hugo's got all the attributes. And now, towards the end of the season, we started seeing in the Rainbow Cup, granted it was only the Rainbow Cup, he started to add try scoring to his name. He was really hungry for that trial and breaking them outside that 13 channel, um, which would be fantastic to see. Um, that would that's, that's another string to Leinster's bow. If we can get him involved or a fullback involved in backline play, um, you know, that's... It's only way. It's only way is up again for for Hugo. He's just he's just a wonderful player. Yeah, he de he seems like a kind of player who's always looking to improve his game. To go from Rob Carney, I don't even think there was much of a debate um, as Rob got older as to who'd replace him because it was kind of you, they'd, they'd be irreplaceable. You might have people mm. vying for his position, and then he went to Australia, whatever. And um, but now it's just. There's, now it's just, well, it's Hugo and no one else right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing situation. And then maybe backing up for him, um, we're, we're starting looking at other players as well. Now we move on next to Jimmy O'Brien. Well, I think Jimmy O'Brien's best position is fullback. Mm. Uh, I think um, there was a run from about week three to about week 10 last year where Leinster were racking up 40, 50 points against a good lot of oppositions. We scored lots of tries out against Glasgow in the league. Uh, against the Blues, against different teams, and Jimmy was a fullback at that game, at that period of time. I think alongside Dave Kearney and Keen Keller, who's departed us, and he just slid into that backline. I think his play at thirteen made him more aware of, you know, he was he was doing that. What I alluded to, Hugo has added to his game. I think Jimmy probably is more natural at doing it, of hitting the line, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, he's the perfect replacement for me for 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 Hugo. Uh, if Hugo Keenan is away with Ireland, or God forbid, uh, he gets a knock, um, he is versatile as well. Um, you know, and I think he he put he put pressure. The likes of Jimmy O'Brien will put pressure on more seasoned players in our squad for a twenty three spot, mm -hmm. um, which is what we want. I think we've over over the years looking at Leinster back to our first Heineken Cup. Pressure on the initial 15, when you look at the, the bench back in 09, say, wasn't a whole lot. It was one or two players. But, but these days, it's the, the big difference for me with Leinster is there's 25, 26, even 30 players. And uh, if Jimmy O'Brien can put 
pressure on certain players in, in, in our back three or even at centre. Um, it'd be invaluable. So he, he will get a lot of running games again for, 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 for and, and showing what he showed last year in the, the Pro 12, yeah, he won't let us down. He's, he's a really, I think his, his position though is, is, is a fullback for me going forward. Absolutely. And then, like you say, versatility is the key as well. You need that in a squad like this, um, especially I, we just got off talking to um, to uh, Richard Massoud about the um, the halfbacks and how there's a possibility that there's going to be, um, could be a lot of more 6-2 splits um, on our bench, which which brings up that 23 number again. Uh, but also, like if if Jimmy O'Brien, he slotted in at 10 before yet. He had to once, I think, against Costco. Uh, he could even play there. So that versatility is going to be key. And you, you, you're right. You definitely will see a lot of a lot of his name in the squad throughout the season. Um, yeah, now moving on to Jordan Warmer. With Jordan, you know, uh, probably our expectations of Jordan is so high because his, the ceiling we've seen him reach uh, as a Leinster player, we probably have probably a little bit more unfair expectation on him than some of the other players we've mentioned. But I'm sure he, I'm sure he has the same expectations of himself. Um, at the end of the day, Leo does trust him. He played him in the big games against Exeter, um, uh, La Rochelle, and I think Munster for that for that Pro 14 final. I think Pro 12 final. Um, so he's still the go-to man. He's you know, and he, uh, like Jimmy, he can play in a number of positions. Um, I think. Uh, he probably will have to improve certain areas games. Some of the bigger teams seem to target him under the high ball. Um, and this is only, you know, the criticism is, is very light because we're talking really ultimately about a way semi-final in France, that sort of level. We're not talking about, you know, 90% of the season or 95% of the season. Jordan is, is uh, but he's not alone in that. There's other players within our, within our 15-23 that at that level, um, like we had against La Rochelle, um, there's questions to be asked. But I, I think Jordan's just a wonderful player. So I think I think he just needs to find a position more than anything else. He he's played fullback and on on both wings. Um, but Lee, he's still a go-to guy for Leo when 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 we've got everybody available. Um, and the pressure from behind some of the players we've mentioned, Jimmy O'Brien, Adam Byrne, um, will only help him. Definitely. And Dave Carney's form, obviously. You know, yeah. You know, it's just, just two or three guys going for the one position really there. And it's like the it's it's like the pressure he, he kind of puts it on himself with all those bloody YouTube moments he keeps he keeps coming up with in the big games like it, it I mean he he definitely has the ability but he's there are parts of his game he needs to work on you he you've seen you said yourself he's gone into big matches and other teams tend to be targeting him um, but he. But because of those moments, like in Pro 14 finals or against Munster, those big tries that I've seen over and over again, he's got name recognition already um, all around the league, all around Europe even maybe. And um, it's just, you know, if he can just find his level and, and keep to his keep to his performances, he can, he can, he can definitely move up. Now, the, 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 the last name of the senior players we have here is uh, Tommy O'Brien. Um, when he's had chances, he's had a few problems with injuries, but when he's had his chances, he's really taken them. Absolutely, yeah. There's 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 players like him, and uh, I think the newer version of him, if, if I can use that phrase, Jamie Osborne. Um, when they've had their chance, they've really grabbed it, and I suppose that's the environment that uh, the coaches have created. Anytime he's come into the Leinster team, um, he's played really well. He's he's always hungry over the ball. He's he's 
He's a great counter rucker out on the wide positions, which is sort of demanded in modern day rugby. Um, really aggressive carrier, really strong carrier. Uh, and he's a big lad. He's a big unit. You know, he's not a small guy. You know, you see them walking in around the RDS. So again, a bit like um, uh, Adam Byrne, um, he's just getting back from that injury and getting a run of games. And again, he will have chances given that the, we will have, as we say, three of the back away uh, with Six Nations and, and the four games in November, which includes a trip to, to Vegas. So, so they're going to get plenty of game time, these guys. Um, and I think they'll all grab their chance and it'll just be who grabs it a little bit more than the other. Um, but, but again, Tommy's a quite a... He can play in a few positions too. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's not out of position in centre either, um, like his name's Connor. Um, you know, so those sort of guys that can play 13 or 14 um, and even 15, you know, they're invaluable. Yeah, I think Tommy started uh, his first, I think his first cap was at 13, which I mean, doesn't happen that often. Um, I mean, well, in the, in the old days, Leinster would always have someone like that, just stick him on the wing, don't get him involved, don't get him too involved. But I mean, nowadays, when you're when you come up, you got to be ready. And he put in one of the most responsible positions there, especially defensive wise. Um, and he was he's, he was well able for it. So yeah, again, that versatility is going to be key for him. Yeah, sorry, he was like Jamie Osborne. I think. Yep. I'm not sure if it was debut. It might have been his first full debut. Mm. Was at outside centre too, and he was at mm. Sandham. Yeah. Um, oh, they're they're so. ready. They're ready to go when they come up now. This 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 crop the past five six years, it's been a, it's been a conveyor belt of uh, ready to go talents. Um, so that moves us into the yeah. No, like again, we, there'd be players in the centre. So Jamie Osborne is officially listed as a centre, but you mm. could see him on the wing. You could see him playing different kind of roles around the park. So we won't be just limited to these players. But then this is this is how it's listed on as, as we're going. And we've got some junior players as well. Like Max O'Reilly had a good few starts last season and uh, he didn't he, he he didn't start great I think his debut didn't go so well but then then he, he definitely grew into it and started to get more confidence in his carries yeah I think yeah, he'd really only one difficult game I think we lost to the Ospreys at home in a bit of mm. a very weird match um, in fairness to the Ospreys they played well that night and they were hungry for it but yeah Max uh, three or four games at least at fullback uh, and again I said it before in previous years sometimes injuries whilst you hate them uh, it gives opportunities to bring depth to the to the team. The likes of Max O'Reilly, Andrew Smith, and Niall Comerford, they all sort of came from this similar under-20 age. And um, they can play, some of them can play fullback or wing. Um, again, I can expect them to see getting a few more appearances in caps this year, especially with the difference now, the amount of travel we've got to do, going to up and down to South Africa. You might have seen, you might see different squads going down there. Um, and playing a different team up that you know it'll be a unique challenge this year with trying to manage squads and not be sending the one squad down to South Africa for, for a week and having to come back and play in, in, in Dublin. So a lot of these guys, great thing about Leo and, and Stuart is they'll give them a chance. We'll give them 100% give them a chance. Definitely. Um, it's always exciting as a Lancer fan to, to be in the RDS, which would we'll be back um, to see these guys because you sort of look at them coming up uh, at underage, you know, you might see their name appearing at under 18s or whatever, and then you see them playing for the Irish under 20s. You sort of put a little tick against their name, and then you see them run out in the RDS. So it's it's always interesting to see them come along. So so um, as your gun to the head, uh, everyone fits back three. You'd have what um, uh, Hugo, uh, what is it, Dave Carney and James Lowe, or who'd you have? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely Lowe and, and Keenan. Um, mm. I've sort of, if you ask me every day for the rest of the week, I'll probably put down Dave Kearney and mm. Jordan Lammer every second time. Yeah. Um, so I funny thing about poor Dave, I would say, is that if he doesn't start, he doesn't make the 23. Where Jordan, mm. if he doesn't start, he's definitely in the 23. Um, there's that little bit more flexibility. Um, but the, all we want out of those players, especially on the right wing with Adam Byrne coming in and some of the other players we've mentioned, is it's just to put pressure on each other, really. Yeah. And um, just, to, just to push on. Like if Dave is the benchmark, which I think it's fair to say from a Leinster point of view, for, forget about Ireland, if he's the benchmark for, for play for a wing last year, well, then it's up to the likes of Jordan and, and Adam Byrne to, 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 get, to move him out of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you want really you know okay well there's uh, definitely loads to look forward to there it'd be interesting to see what kind of combinations like I said it's not going to be your typical it shouldn't be anyway your typical September uh, kind of fixture list anyway no. um, if not if not if not depending on what lineups they've got planned but uh, we'll see what they we'll, we'll see what they come up with well listen thanks a million for coming on Tom that was great analysis there and uh Went through, the, sorted out the back three. You know, I mean, you wouldn't have known you were forward or back or whatever. I mean, you knew, you know, you, you knew your stuff. Um, Thank you. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you back on later in the season. And thanks for coming on. Lovely to talk to you, Jeff. Best of luck for the season. Thank you, sir. Joining me to discuss Leinster's second row options for the 21-22 season is someone making their fifth appearance of the pod. Welcome back to our exiles and coaching correspondent, Mr. Mark Jackson. Evening, Jeff. How are you? Not too bad at all. Thanks for thanks for coming on and helping us look ahead to Leinster's season. Well, you got the um, you got the second row uh, to have a look at. It's quite an, an, an interesting uh, bunch there. Um, I say we probably go down through the get to the players one by one and see what kind of role you think they're going to have in the squad, starting with the big man himself, Mr. Devin Toner. Yeah, I think if you take Dev out of there, the average age is about 23 or 22, mm. which for the rest of the selections is is a very inexperienced second row bunch altogether, especially when you take Scott Farley out of the, the guys from last year. But I think Devin's role this year would probably be as... It would be in most match day squads, I would have thought, in the pro... Sorry, excuse me, the URC. The Earth. Yeah. Um, I think he'll play probably about 60% of the games. Um, I, I still think Ryan and Baird will be the, the two starting second rows when push comes to shove. But um, the I think I think Devin still has a, has, a, has a fair role to play. He's never been a big power athlete, you know, he's never been one to, to carry the ball 20 times a game, so he's not having it taken out of him that way. So for 35 years of age, he's probably a relatively young 35-year-old lock. His his strengths have always been his line-out work and his spoiling come all time as well. He's probably maybe a, I don't want to compare him to Adam Beard because he doesn't probably have that physicality, but he's, he's that sort of awkward second row that people don't like playing against because he provides you I think the, the one area Leinster needs to improve on massively this year is their line out I thought the line out spluttered at times in, in big games whereas in the years where they've gone on to win Europe and, and win the Pro 14 comfortably the line out has been the, the weapon and, and the platform to attack off of. so I think Dev's knowledge of the line out will be vital especially as Baird and Ryan are learning how to call line outs which is a skill in itself and learning both what formations, what movements to, to do. I think Dev has a little bit more experience in that, and I think he, he almost has a 
going to say a semi-player coach role for the next year, at least I would say within within the squad. And definitely, it's when you look at the the Leinster's. Uh, setup of, of locks there. There's a definite Scott Fardy shaped hole in that group um, because it's, you know, Devin Toner's there in his own and uh, as it, you know, as the experienced guy. But then again, you know, we've got these other players coming through like Ross Maloney's been captain a lot. Um, where, where, where do you think he fits in? Ross Maloney to me is a coach's dream. You know, he, he probably won't reach, you'd like to see him get, you know, get capped. You know, you'd love to see him get just for, the sheer doggedness of his performances, you know, he's he's a guy that's there and does his job, whether he plays second row, he plays the odd game at six. I think he may take on that Scott Fardy role a little bit more where, you know, he's probably got a bit more grunt about him than other second rows. Um, still a good line-out jumper, but hits rooks hard, carries hard. His support players are actually very underrated and I think he's got some nice soft hands as well. I think, I think Ross Maloney is a player... I think uh, any other team, in, especially in the Celtic Nations, would love to have him in their squad. I think I think Munster would like to have him. I think Connacht would love to have him. I think Ulster would love to have him. I think he's a cracking player uh, and he's only getting better as he goes on. You know, I, I haven't seen him have a year where he's taken a step backwards. He always seems to get better and better and better. That, that brings us on to the man himself, Mr. James Ryan. Um, you, you you spoke about the line-out and the, you know, the responsibility of you know, calling and managing the lineouts. It, it, it's a lot of. It's usually the lazy analysis that when the lineout isn't working, it's all down to the hooker. But you know, you and I both know there's a lot more pieces to the puzzle than that, and it's just the general uh, general awareness of the of, of what's going on. And you know, when Devin Toner's playing, he can he you know he's well able to call that. But uh, th- this is a responsibility that uh, Ryan's going to have to take on for himself, isn't it? He can, but it it depends where Leo Cullen has a big role to play with this with Rob McBride going forward. I think I think you can you can be a line out forward without necessarily being a great caller. You know, I still don't think it told you he's a great line out caller, but is a great spoiler. You know, Ryan can do that as well. It may be a case where especially for Ireland, you know, I think Henderson is probably the main caller at the moment. He's doing a pretty decent job there. I know Ty Byrne can call as well. For Leinster you know, it could be Ryan Baird that steps up to do it. You know, Paul O'Connell was just one of these rugby geeks and you want to know, and I think Ryan has that same sort of head on him, but I can't, as you said, there's so many moving parts to a lineup that it's, 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 if once, if one link in that chain is weak, it looks like everything else is weak. You know, it's the throw, it's the lift, it's the extension of the lift, it's the timing, it's, is it the correct call in the, in the area? Is it a lob ball for the hooker? You know, there's a lot of variations there. Um, and I still think Ryan, Ryan is now 25. I think now's the time when, if people are going to compare him to O'Connell, similar sort of build, good carrier, but not a beast, hits rooks, makes his tackles, but isn't... For me, O'Connell just had more influence on games, especially when he hits sort of 24, 25. Um, and I think this is a, I know you're not talking about, um, but sorry, the, the, this is a very, very crucial year for a 25-year-old second row who's going to be slighted, even though he's captained his country this summer, which is huge. You know, that's a huge honour in in, for any 25-year-old. But for a guy who six months ago was probably favourite to start for the Lions, I know I had him in my team, and probably looking at his form with injuries and stuff over this year, I think he would have struggled in South Africa, to be brutally honest with you. Um, 
you know, I know the, the game he played against Laura Shell did him no favours in terms of that physicality against the likes of Will Skelton. Substitute Will Skelton for Eben Etzebet or Ludiaga and those sort of guys. They just control that game line. And hopefully that exposure to more second rows of that ilk come to URC with the Bulls up early doors if, if things are, are, are going to go according to plan. You know, there's no such thing as a weak second row in South Africa. So he's going to get four, hopefully, four or six games against those sorts of exposure before he even gets to Heineken Cup, before he even gets to Six Nations next year. I think it's a vital year for James Ryan in terms of his development on on a world stage, mm-hmm. never mind just Leinster. But but for Leinster, I would love to see him take the scruff of the neck and literally dominate lineouts. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's, a, he's a very solid seven, seven and a half out of ten in all aspects of his game. But as we said earlier, with someone like Josh van der Fleer, it was the same. Josh van der Fleer worked, must have worked so hard in his carrying game. And his carrying game since Christmas, I know we spoke about it a couple of times on Twitter, has come on leaps and bounds. I think Ryan, I'm not saying he doesn't do enough study in the room because you don't do, but, but line out is, is geekiness and studiness. You know, you look at, you're looking at Victor Matfield, the hours they put in off the field. And I have no doubt that Ryan does that. But it's going to get to a point now where Leo Cullen and, and, and Robin McBride especially need to go, is he the guy to actually call this lineup? You don't have to be a second order to call the lineup anyway. You know, some profs, very little profs do it, but you've got back rowers that are lineup experts as well. And they, they, I, think, I think it's something that needs to be shared a bit more. You can put an awful lot of responsibility on one guy, but this is where if he wants to get to his next level, I think he needs to learn from Dev, learn from himself and... You know, we've made enough mistakes in the lineout in the last year. I think they can be rectified, and I think he's the I think he's the guy to do it. And do you think? And in terms of uh, captaincy, do you think if he needs to work on his game more, would it help him or hurt him to to to, to have more captaincy responsibility throughout the season? Or do you think he could probably maybe you know let let other people do that and, and concentrate in his game more? What do you think would be better for him? I think he give him the captaincy early and see how he reacts to it. Um, mm. There's no point in in saying he won't react well to it if he doesn't get the chance. Mm. You know, but but give them. It's not a case of it, rugby is not a knee jerk reaction sport. It's getting more like that. But he needs a few games to bed in to 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 the captaincy with Leinster. I think having somebody like Sexton there. I, I've never been a fan of having fly halves as 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 captains because they already have enough responsibility as it 100%, is. Hundred percent, yeah. And it's not as if it's going to make Sexton talk anymore, is it? You know, you couldn't shoot mm. him up if you tried. Mm. And he's he's obviously his leadership's a little bit different. Obviously, the John Cooney incident during or interview during the summer has, you know, he he can rub some people up the wrong way, and and a lot of a lot of the younger players may not be used to that sort of captaincy. And so Ryan would bring a different. He doesn't seem to be a screamer, a shouter. He's more of a a leader by example. I, I I'd give it to him from from the off, to be honest with you. Hmm. I think I think I think Johnny's always going to have that leadership role, regardless if he's captain or not. So for me, Ryan would be the guy from the off. With, he's got great backup with Reese Ruddock, with with guys that have captain teams throughout their careers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would give it to Ryan and, and let him. He's, he's had he's had a bit of a rest. Let's let's hope he's had a rest and recuperated and got some of his injuries done and dusted. But he's um, he would be the man for me. Definitely. And uh, so moving on, we'll, we'll go to Ryan Baird next. And um, he's he won. You know, he's one that's coming up in leaps and bounds. 
through the squad and he's practically, I mean, he's practically a senior player um, now at this stage. Um, like, do you think him and him and James would, would be the ideal European partnership going forward or is it too soon to think of them in European terms? Oh no, for me, 22, 23, it doesn't care how young you are, how old you are, if you're good enough, you're good enough. And for me, Baird needs to play rugby. You only get better at rugby by playing rugby, especially at these sorts of levels, you know. Um, with as as you as you tweeted before and put on 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 the different podcasts we were talking about the last time, you know, the the setup of the URC now will hopefully allow some of the guys we'll talk about in a minute to potentially play AIL rugby. Ryan Baird should be involved in about injury aside, 90%. I know we in Ireland we have our player protection schemes and stuff like that where we make sure they don't play too many minutes but I would have no problem playing him six, seven games in a row if his body can take it. I think he needs to learn how to play on a, should I say, on a wet Friday night in in Gwent, Newport mm. and then he, he needs to learn how to play. His tight play is getting better. I think his tight play is getting better. He, he works really well in those 15 to 5 metre channels. He's always going to be a danger um, but he needs to play. I think to build that combination, you only get that combination by familiarity. And that's just pick them four or five games in a row. Give them, yep. 50, give them 50, 60 minutes every game. Absolutely. And would you have them, I mean, if you had, I've been saying this to everyone, gun to the head, picking a team now for a European quarterfinal, semifinal, whatever, um, who would you have as the locks? Honestly, I'd probably have Ross Maloney and James Ryan and I'd have Baird at six. Yeah, and I know that's unbelievably harsh on somebody like like Reese Ruddock, but you can always have Ruddock on the bench that can cover. But the beauty of those guys is you can rotate. But but put a gun to my head, I would probably start Maloney, Ryan, and then after maybe fifty minutes of, of Ross Maloney, you bring on Reese Ruddock and shift Baird into the row, something like that. Yeah, because we were. Ta- I was talking to Kino about the back row, um, and we were we were all set to talk about this notion of you know we had all the back row options like they it's full to burst and now that squad, yeah. um, just of regular back rows. But then you've also got the 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 recognized locks that can drop down and uh, and and play six as well. And and we, we never we, we spent so much time talking about the back rows. We never got to those uh, the, the the options of Ryan Baird, which is which which would be definitely definitely an option but even if, if you do that like you say you're leaving out two or three other quality options so it's 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 sort of an embarrassment of riches um that leaves jack dunn amongst these senior um but but like you say but with with uh, ryan and bear probably maybe even toner you never know um yeah. possibly away with ireland over the season these guys will be getting a lot more game time so it's a chance for jack dunn to get some get some games yeah jack dunn's in that situation where whatever i've seen of him i've been really impressed but like almost every single Irish second row since, say, Mick Galway, he just lacks a little bit of bulk. And I know he's 22 and we have time to do it, but, but my concern with our locks is not the skill levels, it's not their work rate, it's not their technical or tactical ability, it's just the durability from, and I'm not a size-obsessed coach, I was never a size-obsessed player, it's just for protection more than anything else mm. because as we've seen, as we've seen in... In just rugby in general over the last five six years, it's 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 not a contact sport anymore. It hasn't been a contact sport for a long time. It's a collision sport, mm. and to manage those collisions, I, I still think you you get you take off the sports science. How you, you get a bit of man strength and, and 
you get a bit of malice about you by going and getting beaten up in the AIL every now and again, or you, they certainly did when we bred locks in the in the nineties. They were they just the likes of Galway and even even though he wasn't a lock, but the likes of Anthony Foley, these guys were bred on tough club rugby that got them there. And I think I think Jack Dunn probably being say a good 30-40% of the URC games would be very unlikely to see him at, at the Heineken level. But it, I, just, I think he just needs more game time. I think the problem with being a 22-year-old, 23-year-old lock or back row on Leinster is are you getting enough game time? You know, and hopefully with the trickle-down effect of the URC and going into what will hopefully be a revamped, rejuvenated AIL, you'd love to see these guys playing for Lansdowne, Mary's, Terenure, whoever it is, yeah. their affiliated club boys, and getting game time because they're working their backsides off Monday to Friday, and then most of them are doing nothing on a Saturday and Sunday mm. in, terms, in terms of game time. You just, you just, I just think there's a group of players there now, as as we see from that list. You take, you know, James Ryan, 25, Jack Dunn, 22, Ryan Baird, 22, Charlie Ryan, 22. We're going into the academy guys. Brian Deeney, 21, 20 years of age. They need to be playing rugby. Hmm. You know, they need to get as much game time under their belt this year. And then coaches can make a really good decision on are they worth a third-year academy contracts from two to three or are they worth one to two and then are they worth a senior contract because if you're not playing senior rugby how can you how can you know if you're playing if you're if you're ready to be playing that level yeah and uh, of course there's we, we talked about um the, the likes of bear dropping down to six of course you could dip into the black row pool as well um for second rows uh, you got your josh murphy's played there Ray reese ruddick even uh, can 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 do a job there as well so it's not like we're we're we're, we're totally lacking there, there is a bit of um variety there which like you say i mean i totally agree with you on the ail thing those charlie ryan's brian genies joe mccarthy's i mean they need the regular week in week out rugby uh playing Playing in playing in the AIL rather than um, occasionally for Leinster A in in made up friendlies on on Fridays. Um, yeah. It's 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 gonna it's gonna get them the experience, and I think there might be enough variety there for Leinster to 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 to, to put out teams every week and, and keep the options covered. Yeah, definitely. If they're not going to be playing, say they should be for me anyway. Again, the guys that are in those pro coaching positions and player welfare, they 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 do relatively know what you're talking about. But I'd love to see somebody like a Jack Dunn play twice every month for his play, play half of his AL games but I'd love to see a provincial A series mm. happen at least twice a year mm. I think I think there's scope there for all the four provinces to play each other in, in, a, in a slip week especially on um, autumn internationals I think we should be definitely looking at, at, at a the guys that are potentially coming back from injury or guys that need game time, a good old full-blooded Leinster A, Ulster A game like we saw last year. I thought, oh, they, definitely. Were, I thought they were cracking games, but I'd like to see that. I like, yeah, I like, what, what, like what I like about those things, if it's if it's done in one block, like yeah. get, get your A coaches and give them, here's 30 players and uh, you've got them for six weeks or for even just once each three weeks and uh, you can play with that squad rather than fixing friendlies where you can uh, over the season and just throw throwing whatever whoever's available on the day, you know that's that that that, would, that that that's the best way to do that. I think I think yeah. they started to do that with the Celtic Cup the, when it, when they were able to play it, like they ran it over seven or eight weeks, and and the coaches had their squads together for it. 
yeah, that's that's how I would run it. And I think after a block of, of the new AL season is a way to do it as well because if, if you've got a couple of injuries, you then reward the guys that are performing for the clubs in, in Division 1A, 1B that are playing that mm. sort of higher standard. Yeah. And you'll never know. You might pick up one or two guys that, that are 21, 22, 23 years of age and you go, actually, we may have overlooked this kid. He's now performing week in, week out. Um that that sort of more structured calendar, obviously COVID has messed it up a lot and with the Lions Tour having a break. Now, the Lions Tour is actually going to give a few younger guys like Jack Dunn potentially a chance to to put a marker down early. Same with Baird. It'll be interesting to see what Ireland do with, with, with James Ryan if they give him a little bit of a longer rest or ask that he, that he doesn't miss out on, on – or sorry, he misses out a couple of the earlier games. Um, but but that that eight provincial series I'd love to see happen twice a year. Mm, definitely, right, man. We're going to leave it there. Um, had a good 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 look over the locks there. Um, hopefully we'll get you know, there's they're teasing out this new season. Um, we're getting a bit of a look of a jersey one day. We're getting an article, maybe some fixtures the next day. Hopefully we'll get a lot more clarity the next week, and we'll actually have some real rugby to talk about soon. So we'll definitely get you back on soon. Thanks for coming on, Mark, and uh, hope hope you stay well. Pleasure as always, Jeff. Thanks a million. No problem. Thanks again to Tom and Mark for the chats. I've more lined up, so keep an eye on the podcast feed for more over the next week or so. And if you missed the ones we've done so far, you can check out those too. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slon.